You're listening to While I Laughed, part three of Hometown Hijinks, a very merry While I Laughed holiday episode. Hey everyone, just as a little warning for today's episode, if you are listening to us perhaps in the car with your kids or if you're I don't know, cleaning the house and your kids are in earshot. We do have some top secret discussions about the inner workings of Santa Claus and his elves. So if you don't want your kids to hear that, it may be advised to listen to this another time that they are not able to listen. And with that, let's get into today's episode. You taught me how to do this. This is your fault. (laughs) I didn't realize that it was so hard. I was a helpless wee babe a second ago. Dear listener, (laughs) because now we're apparently recording after 12 (laughs) minutes of recording, I gave Grant a pop filter to put on his mic, which is currently on his mic, and he uh, didn't know how to install it on his mic. And I think it's brave to still be learning in your 30s, okay? (laughs) To our 42% of listeners out there, you know what I'm talking about right now. Also, we need to do the intro that uh, we had pitched, which is, oh, hi. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to a Well I Laughed, Very Merry Christmas. This episode comes out, I think, right before? 27th. This episode comes out right after Christmas, so we would just like to use this as a chance to remind you all the reason for the season. I don't know where you're going with this. It is entirely to make you forget that there's still two and a half more months of winter. (laughs) We're so sorry. There is now nothing else to look forward to, except Valentine's Day, in which we all get to feel weird on. Um, Welcome. (laughs) I don't like that I made direct eye contact with Casey. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Do we also want to introduce the other people in the room, Maya? Yeah. So I have mentioned uh, several times about my dear friends, Kelsey and Edgar, who have a lot of weird stories (laughs) to share. (laughs) Kelsey's sitting right in front of me, and I can't help but not. She didn't like me when I first met her, and I'm going to... That's true. What she said was she thought you were... What was it? Egotistical? I don't want to... I don't want to... So much meaner. Abrasive. abrasive and uninterested is what she said. And now she's hosting my podcast. Boy, we've gotten some mean messages over the Instagram over the last six months. That one hurt the most. <laughs> Also, thank you so much for the bolognese. It was fantastic. <laughs> Is that technically what it was? No, it's close. I actually want to learn how to make bolognese, but it's close. Okay. They I made think... homemade pasta. Edgar did insist on waiting to finish making the homemade pasta until Grant showed up. Every time we whisper so, Edgar's name, he takes like one smaller step back, step back away. <laughs> Because we also have Edgar. Yeah. <laughs> Edgar, who is uh, Casey's slightly older counterpart. Exactly. Cousins. Cousins, as not we by, decided. Not by law or blood, but <laughs> really by temperament. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and you can tell he's in the room. I feel friend. <laughs> oh, is that tattoo flaring up on you again? <laughs> If you couldn't hear that, he said, I feel red, and then rubbed his chest. <laughs> and then we're also joined tonight by Casey who continues to refuse to make cocktails on camera for all of you. And also has told us, even though we are recording in a different house, that he is still going to escape to a different floor. <laughs> <laughs> he has no interest in being involved. I think this would be a great time to remind everyone of what happened on last Thanksgiving. What happened last Thanksgiving? What happened last Thanksgiving? You recorded your first podcast. Did oh, we? not Thanksgiving, uh, Valentine's Day. Did we record our very first episode on Valentine's? <laughs> Shocking funny. absolutely no one <laughs> that I wouldn't even know the date and that it wouldn't be that important to Casey and Maya. <laughs> right 
shows up. He just goes, oh, it's Valentine's Sorry, could you get a little bit closer? Okay. To the mic? Okay, great. <laughs> Thanks for making my editing life harder. What were you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> Don't move this. I'm done. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. That's fine. You would say in my classroom. More cases. Exactly. Thank you, Edgar, and that's also the volume we need. <laughs> that's my normal volume. <laughs> How many people do you think have just hit plus 15 for the last, like, four times in a row? I don't know, and none of the softwares that I use to tell me who listens will ever tell me that. Good, so good. I love I that. don't need to know. How was your week, Grant, um, um, since yesterday when we recorded Patreon? Right. So here's the thing, friends. We uh, it's, it's actually done, and I have no longer mixed up. Tournament's done. That's great. Uh, my feet hurt a lot. Not supposed to walk almost 20,000 steps in dress shoes. So <laughs> noted there. It's fine. I ran, a, I ran a half marathon. My legs felt worse after the tournament than the half marathon, but that's fine. And then I slept in for a little bit. Didn't know it was supposed to snow, which then has also made me super concerned about what other news bits I've missed <laughs> over the last week. And then after... All sleeping, you need to know is that George Santos got it. Uh, and taken I out of am, that's it. I mean, devastated. <laughs> I really wanted to know where his character arc went from I here. I don't think you understand how much homophobia George Santos absorbed for the rest of the community <laughs> when everyone could make fun of him, you know? He started a cameo account, so you can now pay $200 oh. <laughs> to make a video directly for him. Listen, during the 30 seconds of free time I had today, that's the one little bit that I read, <laughs> that it started off at 150 and clearly there's a demand for it because now it's $200. And you can have him wish you, like, happy birthday or happy anniversary, or, and this was what was actually written, you could have him talk about more general concepts like gossip. <laughs> I'm going to be so mad if he's better at podcasting than us. <laughs> <laughs> I saw an example one that he posted where he's like congratulating some uh, Harvard Law School girl about haters are always going to hate. And girl, you're a Harvard Law School grad. So haters are always going to hate. Anyway, Botox keeps us young <laughs> and fillers keep us plump. I so wanted him to be like, as a fellow Harvard graduate, <laughs> I know how tough that is. George Santos is the <laughs> physical embodiment of Gretchen Wiener's line. I don't think my father, the inventor <laughs> of toaster strudel, would be very pleased to hear any Which of this. Which is also what we <laughs> throw at Casey whenever he mentions anyone famous. Oh, Edgar's now bringing over a chair. I love <laughs> it. Look at him. He's red again, though. You can't look at him directly. Like a farm cat you're trying to rescue. <laughs> and I would know I tried to rescue many farm cats. For those of you who think, I have no heart. <laughs> yeah, whatever. There's allergic. no dogs here, so... <laughs> Clearly. I don't know when you're going to cut this in, so um, I understand that this is Right there, actually. Audio. Good, good, good. Oh, are we recording? <laughs> it makes her so angry. Um, since it's an audio platform, let's go ahead and talk for a second about Where why we are? we are recording here. How would you describe this room? As Grant described it, it's the location from which we would threaten to siege our enemy's fortress. So let me make this clear. Our wonderful host, Kelsey and Edgar, oh, hit that. Okay. Love Christmas. Um, have a beautiful home, and they also, and I'll use the word beautiful, two beautiful huskies, which are the size of wolves, which... <laughs> 
We just legalized in Colorado, so good for us. Anyways, <laughs> so we're so there's giant dogs at our feet, and there's a, a fake fire behind us. But then also there's fur a, stockings. There's a fake fire behind us, and also a fire a, on the TV. A virtual fake fire, and then there's fur stockings, and there's a giant like Yule time Christmas tree right next to One us. One of like twelve in this. Hundred percent. You are Sansa from Game of Thrones. One of seven. I'm being corrected. Is this the tree that has the pickle on it? No, uh, that is the only tree that I've... I bought a pickle that's about an inch and a half long in Munich and hid it in their home, and they haven't found it yet. Uh, I asked if I could give a hint, and they said no, both at the same time, very Sounds aggressively. Like it's roughly the size of Edgar's sword, so it should be easy <laughs> to find. The letter opener is long. <laughs> we validate your experiences, Edgar. We appreciate you guys being here. And we decided to do this because it's Christmassy and this is a Christmassy episode. And I don't have any Christmas decorations in my house up yet. Are you going to put any up in your house? Yeah, we just got the lights for the Christmas tree. Oh, fun. Actually, so this is a, let's, let's get a poll of the room. Real Christmas trees. Take them or leave them. They have seven fake Christmas trees in this house. Sure, but I don't know if it's like a neighborhood coven or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. We're in, this, we're in the deep suburbs right You're now. sitting in the president of the HOA's home. <gasps> That's true. Really? Yeah. Hold on. What was that power takeover like? Because it I couldn't have been peaceful. Are you the president? Wait, is that why you can turn off people's water? We got a no, really regular. No, that's just because that can't be on. Oh, do we have to cut that? Sorry. Let's cut that. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll we'll keep that. Amazing. On the... Excellent. Our Great patrons love that. <laughs> they love the vaguely illegal shit. Join they our love Patreon whenever for more. I say we need to cut that, and it doesn't get cut. No, they love it even more when I go, "You'll cut that, right?" And you go, "Sure, sure, sure." <laughs> um, okay. So, why did you run for the position? Oh, I want to burn it down. <laughs> you Ron Swanson, the R-H-O-A. I know more than you. <laughs> exactly. This actually came from a very wholesome place in that, like, there was, like, some discrimination and some racism in the previous board. Mm. And, like, the lady, I'm not going to use her name, she is much, much older. And Andrew was like, the, I could easily make this better. And so it came from a wholesome place, and so I have tolerated living with the HOA president <laughs> because he is making the world a better place through our neighborhood. Can I ask, what what actions do you take as HOA president? In the sense, like, what do I do for the neighborhood? Yeah, what 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 is Kelsey tolerating? <laughs> <laughs> is it just, like, letters? Or? It's, like, more no. neighborhood behavior. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I have we have meetings... Neighbors that can't handle conflict, so they email the president. Yeah, that's oh. but then I, there are there are people that have showed up at our door, and <gasps> no. Kelsey has answered. No, and Kelsey's and like, then oh. they make the mistake I did, which is like, oh, tastefully dressed white woman, <laughs> you must be the president of the HOA, and you have to go. Wait, hold on, let me go get my husband. He's gaming. <laughs> Did I summarize that interaction? Remember when I called abra Maya abrasive and oh, un yes. unapproachable? I'm abrasive and unapproachable. <laughs> I get it from someone. like that. I don't have patience for people. She's my chosen <laughs> mother. Where I've heard the interaction and been in a different room, and I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> wait, hold on. 
it's an election year. Like, they got the tiptoe back up front. Um, one time, uh, several of my friends, the college friend group was visiting Denver. And because we're now 30 plus, which is brave to admit. Um, You're saying that. In, okay, that's fine. We don't know. Yeah, That's we're, fine. we're fine. a voting majority. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> because we're all over 30, when we go on, when we go on friend vacations, we absolutely must have a nap sometime in the afternoon. I like traveled with you too. You I know, that, but right? I wasn't going to drag you like this. Okay. Um, we have like a two new we have two new parents, and then the rest of us just look tired. And so we're at my house one time when the whole group was visiting Denver, and I woke up from a nap and I walked from my bedroom into the living room where I ran into Lydia just chatting up a traveling salesperson <laughs> about whether or not my house, my house needed siding or not. <laughs> and I hate talking to people at my door, so I just pivoted on my heels and walked right back. I love Lydia. Anyways, she got a quote. <laughs> she goes, well, I figured it would be too complicated to explain to them that like, well, no, I'm not the homeowner. And so I just figured I'd just That's kind of... That's exactly how you explain it to you. them. I'm not the homeowner. I'm sorry. The homeowner's asleep. Goodbye? Like... Anyways. No, she would never. She once told me the other day that she does not like talking to strangers. And That's a lie. Right. But I, <laughs> she I didn't, can lie to herself. I didn't want wants. to tear down the little reality that she had <laughs> built for herself. I was like, the only part, I've had to actually tell her one time, please stop talking to the Greyhound bus driver. <laughs> it's three more hours until Louisville. <laughs> the Alamo Draft House last night to watch the new Hunger Games movie and Lydia who has never been to an Alamo Draft House is walking around like a child in a, in a candy store like oh my god this is amazing I and, love this and I love this I'm never watching a movie anywhere else and meanwhile Tyler's sitting there looking at the menu like I'm not impressed <laughs> <laughs> they're sitting directly right next, next to, each, to each, other. each other I felt so bad for Lydia <laughs> no here's the thing you cannot rain on that woman's parade she, which is good she's here for a reason Tyler would have at the end of the night, Tyler said something along the lines of like, I actually really do kind of like this place. I think I, I really did have a good time. And I think he wanted us to say, good, we're no longer mad at you. But since we weren't mad at him at all to begin with, <laughs> none of us said that to him. And I think we disappointed him a little bit in that process. He needs Tyler, therapy. we love you. Also, what's spring of 2024 like? <laughs> <laughs> when you eventually listen to this. He, he's a patron. Yeah. I don't know if that's just like making up for not listening to the last 10 episodes or what, but he does give us money now. We love him to death. I have to tell you the sad story. There's people, that come, louder, our, sorry. Oh, <laughs> there's people that come to our door and I ask Kelsey if I could pull a grant where I just open it, shake my head, and then <laughs> Thank you. Thank but you also, so much. But I also have used where I open the door and they start talking to me and I just look them dead in the eye and I go, oh, I'm sorry, my parents aren't home. <laughs> that's way better. Oh my God, that's so good. Especially as like a six foot yeah. fucking whatever, man. God, I can't grow facial hair. Yeah. <laughs> Edgar played basketball in high school and you can tell. That's how I would describe it. <laughs> I'm sorry, my parents aren't home is hilarious. I love that. You should that. also use that as a bald white man. Thank you. <laughs> Could you imagine the Norman Bates situation that that would breed? I'm sorry, my parents aren't home. Meanwhile, I close the door and my mother's just dead in one of the wing wingbacks. <laughs> Do you know how nice those wingbacks are? I'm going to put a corpse there. <laughs> 
It's true. You do get really sensitive about those wing bags. I mean, it's, it's a well-decorated home. What else, what else can I say? <laughs> <laughs> it is funny that we're now going to other living rooms before we go to my living room. But that is okay. I'm not offended by that, for the record. I have a Christmas tree. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> whatever you say. Um... Again, so for anyone who's fast-forwarding, should we do maybe an Am I the Asshole story? Or... No. No, I not yet. we just end the episode right there. Okay, well, I was going to then pivot. <laughs> you see? You see how these decisions are made? Live on air. That's how we make the decisions. <laughs> do you want to go first, or do you want me to go I first? I was going to pitch a whole different thing. Oh, okay. Do we want to do an Am I the Asshole story first, or do we want to ask some of our wonderful guests some of their favorite Christmas memories? <laughs> I don't know if Kelsey has any Christmas memories. She clearly didn't have any Halloween That's memories. That's so true. <laughs> See, I didn't have Halloween, but my mom fucking loves Christmas. What? No. You want to know why my house looks like this? Huh? I actually did kind of assume your house looked like this because you did not get Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> gonna... it went, yeah, it does make sense. Do you, do you have a good Christmas story? No. I... <laughs> no, I don't know if I have a lot of like, great memories. Oh. <laughs> Wow. How insensitive of you, Maya? <laughs> Do you have any fun Christmas memories? No. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Edgar Casey. To be fair, her mom has walked into our house, seen all the Christmas decoration, goes, oh, there's really no color in here. <laughs> was that before she, was that before or after she asked where to put her cooler? <laughs> Probably during the set. Down. Probably, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> decor matches her huskies and huskies are neutral colors so oh i'm sorry i thought we were being facetious there's a lot of color in here also every room has a theme like our bedroom is all like blues and silvers my office is blue and gold which matches my wallpaper downstairs is all harry potter so i have my harry potter christmas village i have a tree inspired by hagrid's hut and then i have a tree that has all of my Harry Potter collectibles. There is color. It is really cute. I, I was, Mom, she doesn't know how to use podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, isn't it? It's so nice to have a safe space. And then I found out my parents are like active, near voracious listeners. This is a story I think we told on on one of the episodes that released like that will release right before this. But I get a text from Grant as I land in Texas that says, in the Whisper in the Woods episode, you mentioned that there's an owl on the dollar bill, and I need to know where it is. <laughs> Maya, help. Maya, my dad has a magnifying glass. Maya, here's a picture, a picture of my dad with a magnifying glass. <laughs> Listen, that morning, it was the first morning my dad had seen me in a couple months, and he was like, the first question I get asked pre-coffee even he goes where's the owl <laughs> I'm like what and then he explains what he's referencing and he goes so where's the owl and I go why oh, did it ask <laughs> we record hours of content every week we say things and then you just hear it and you go yeah that's the thing you said like I, I, what, do you mean? what do you mean where's the owl I don't know I it's really small I have a vague idea where Bohemian Groves is you think I'm gonna know where the owl is <laughs> So no Christmas memories, huh? <laughs> uh, Edgar, Casey, what was Christmas like for you guys? Growing up? If you're going to tell yes. a story, you're sitting in a chair. Just a little bit closer. Yeah, you do. Share a story, Casey. Share a story, Casey. Very sorry. The people want more. Candy people Mountain. I'm trying to think of a story. Christmas wasn't a very extravagant time for me growing up. Same. 
15 minute thing. I just have a question. Yeah. <laughs> I love Edgar. We should get Edgar on. If we get Edgar, would you join your cousin on the podcast? <laughs> I interviewed Casey for Cocktails for Casey. Yes, oh, fuck 100%. yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. An episode we don't have to do? Cheers to that. That you don't have to do? I'm still cheersing. I still have to film and edit it. Grant's like, I'm out. I can look up a YouTube tutorial on how to merge the videos together later. And did you figure it out? No. <laughs> okay. Not at all. I actually don't think it's a feature oh, no, we anymore. Had, we had a debate the other day whether it is proper, like, if kids think, if you should tell your kids initially that Santa Claus is real or, or not. Oh. Like, are you lying to your kids and is that bad? Yeah, because is it like, or are you, you initially them lying to them? joy. <laughs> and my, my stance was like, okay, well, when did you figure out that Santa wasn't real? And I had the experience where my parents tried to reconvince me. So I was like really on Reconvince you? I, I had like figured out that I didn't, I was like, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Also, you should put in a disclaimer in case there's kids in the car before. This. If you're listening, will you come sit to this, right here? If you're listening to this podcast <laughs> with children here. in the car, oh, you're a cool love, parent. Come here, come here, come here. Welcome. <laughs> it's mostly an audio platform. <laughs> I want you guys to know, though, for our YouTube friends, I am wearing a sweater because I knew we were doing a Christmas episode. That is the temperature of this room right now. I am nothing but swamp under this. I'm sorry if that's a gross thing to hear in your ear. Oh, no, I'm just, it's two whiskey drinks and a sweater. That's it. That's all Again, it is for me. Please don't. Um, okay, so go ahead. Okay. Your parents tried so, to reconvince you that yeah, Santa was so real? I, I, honestly, I don't know what age I was, but I was at the point where I was like, uh, okay, I know. I know that Santa's not real. And they got me, like, we were supposed to take home from school the little plastic bag with the glitter and the oatmeal as deer food, reindeer okay. food. They're like, come on, sprinkle it in the backyard. And the whole time I'm like, this is stupid. Santa's not real. Fine. So we're sprinkling glitter in the backyard. Do you? Can I ask, do you have any younger siblings? No, I am the youngest. Seven years. Oh. Oh. Yeah. My sister is seven years older That's than me. actually, sorry, you just hit me with a lot of insane information kind of all at once. Because, listen, I don't know if you had this. Maya has more fudge. <laughs> I think she was like, Edgar, you take the seat. Fudge is calling me. I was like, should I get up too? No, okay, it was for fudge. That's fine. Um, here's the thing. I definitely thought your parents were trying to reconvince you to, like, protect your younger siblings. How old are you in the story? Uh, I'm probably like elementary school-ish age. Sure. Yeah. The age everyone is when they discover that yeah. he's not real. Yeah. And they're like, no, you do believe? <laughs> yeah. Um, also, to be fair, I was, I'm born in September. And so, okay. like, an, I was, yeah. I was a New Year's accident. Oh, I, I never do that math. I almost never think about heterosexuals. And when I do, I never think of their love life. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. You really don't want to think about Edgar's parents' love life. <laughs> <laughs> I've a lot about your parents' love life, so yeah, I think I'm all tapped out for the night. It's been a long dinner party. It wasn't good, though. Okay, so, so you're like learning about U.S. history for the first time yeah. and the 13 colonies, and your parents are also like, Santa's real, say it back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so I'm out in the yard sprinkling. They're making me sprinkle myself out in the yard. <laughs> And I go to bed, and I'm like, all right, Santa's not real. Great night's sleep. 
wake up in the morning and I'm excited for Christmas. I come down the stairs and there are footprints from the fireplace to the Christmas tree and back. We go outside to where the deer food has been placed down and there are sleigh tracks in the yard. Were your family big skiers? I am sold. (laughs) Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. Edgar today is an engineer. (laughs) When I told you... When I told you that for years, people would be like, Santa's not real. I was like, oh... I and that's why you're going to get cold. <laughs> I can tell you for a fact that there are sleigh tracks in my backyard. Come to find out, my dad put two by fours and just slid them up and down the yard. And then flower on big boots. Okay. Why were the reindeer going to be in your backyard? They land on the roof. Correct. Now I understand that. And also... Deductively, there were no actual reindeer hoofs. There were just sleigh marks. Did they continue to fly and just put the sleigh on the ground? Like a helicopter kind of just hovering above the drop zone there for a second? Yeah. But when you're a child, you don't care about that. There's footprints and sleigh tracks. I want to point out, by elementary school, especially later elementary school, you're adolescent at that point. Childhood is fleeting. I want you to know that I was like... In advanced math so much that, like, my teacher just gave me the book and was like, here, go out in the hallway and complete the book and come back when you're done. Edgar, you are just a a smidge, I think, what, 6, 7, 10, 12, 14 months older than me. Um, (laughs) By this point, you had witnessed 9-11. You're not supposed to be falling for the Santa (laughs) dude I know you guys don't like conspiracy theories, but Jeffrey doesn't burn out. I'm just oh kidding. On the Christmas episode? I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm listen, listen, listen. We've already been given the grift of the season, which is Henry Kissinger's death. So don't stare a gift in the mouth. I need to clarify that I... Sorry, one second. Maya, do you want to give me some fudge too? Sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? <laughs> Okay, I need to clarify that that was a joke. (laughs) I now believe in real facts. (laughs) You're over here like, I'm a critical thinker now. (laughs) Just took me a second to get out of my parents' thumb. I, I can I tell another story? Yes, we'd actually so my my parents my parents I don't even think they know what podcasts are. Mm -hmm. So when I tell you this, I do Do you know the line from the Grinch Jim Carries when they're feeding him in the chair of cheer? Not the chair of cheer! Thank you. I'll run in. Grab a handful of popcorn shrimp, grab the check and get out. But what if it's a cash bar? Exactly. All I'm thinking of right now is, this is not fudge. (laughs) (laughs) Shove it in his mouth. What is it? This is delicious. Thank you. I'm sorry. You were sharing a trauma. (laughs) Can you get a napkin? Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) No, not a... Not a trauma, just a more of a. Oh, um, I have one, Maya. I'm so sorry to our listeners. There's there's all these backstories <laughs> that you're not privy to. That we had a wild wild dinner before this. 
So, what orphanage did your parents steal you from? <laughs> well, <laughs> is that why you keep going back to Scotland? <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to stop to interrupting fair, your story. To be fair, I've told my dad, I've like looked into our lineage and I've told him that we are Irish and he says no. <laughs> I also want to be clear, there's an important part of the story that's missing. Is Edgar, as we were dating, he was like, yeah, I'm Italian and Native American. I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> I can see your organs. You're not Italian, Native American. I'm... <laughs> Look at yourself. Look at your skin complexion. You think you're Italian and Native American? No, I was told. I was told that. Is it the same afternoon you were told about Santa again? Probably. Like they have like spaghetti and lasagna every Christmas because they're so Italian. And I was like, you already put salt in these tomatoes. Like, this is not, you are not Italian. He took 23 and me. He's 98% British. <laughs> You know how people, when they take 23 and me, get like their nice colorful circles? Yeah. Mine is blue. Wait, so that, wait, so this really is why you keep going back to Scotland? That's actually me that keeps going back. I just brought Edgar, I'm sorry, you had started several stories. I'm going to be quiet for a second. My parents, we are, we tell my parents that we're going to England and Scotland. And this is before we leave. And my mom says, oh, make sure you tell the queen hello. And I was like, mom, the queen's dead. No. And in the background, my dad says, you can't say that. (laughs) And so we're like, we take it as like, we just moved past it. And I was like, (laughs) what? (laughs) I was like, no, what? uh, You just, yeah, you got to keep moving. Otherwise you're going to be stuck in a loop. Why? We're Italian and Native American. So we are we are in England and I have to FaceTime my mom. So I FaceTime her and again they ask like, Oh, have you seen the Queen? And I was like, Mom, the Queen is dead. And again my dad is like, Stop saying like that's not you can't say that while you're there. That's not it. And afterwards, we hang up, and the friends that we went with were like, we're pretty sure that your parents don't know that the queen is dead. And I was like, honestly, Listen, I'm not sure either. I can tell you for a fact the queen is dead, because the day, oh, God, and this is the best part about teaching, like, civics or debate. Anytime there's, like, a big world event happening, you just get to kind of scrap your lesson plan and put on CNN yeah. for the rest of the day. Oh, it's so good. You get so many missing assignments turned in, and the kids watch coverage of Queen Elizabeth's death. But she's also been dead for like a whole year. Wow. Yeah, like a year plus. We don't think they know. And they still don't know. Or how did you break the news to them? I, I don't think I can. I think I could. I, I honestly think I could be like, the Queen is actually dead, and they'll be like, I'm, wait, nope. You're they here. just tell me no a lot. I tell them facts, and they say no. <laughs> Listener, listener, when he was a child, they convinced him that Santa was real. And now he's helping convince them that the queen's alive. (laughs) Can I also say, I thought was going to be a Christmas episode. And it's just talking about how weird our families are. It's like a perfect Christmas episode. Nice Christmas episode. I have read Night Before Christmas. Every Christmas... (laughs) <laughs> for my entire life and I continue to do it today with my wife I and think, what yeah I don't know it seems <laughs> what she allows me to do it 
I, okay, so the first question is why, but then also my question is, who did you read it to when you were in college? When you, when you <laughs> oh, had roommates was, you I weren't was, married to? I went home for Christmas. Like, specifically to read the night before Christmas? <laughs> Just in general. I went to mine, same as Maya, and then my home was in... Thornton, which is 20 minutes away. So I sure. just like went home. And then we sat and looking back now. What kind of reaction? <laughs> now Grant's face Edgar, tells me. I, I love you. What kind of reaction did you think I was going to have to that kind of news? I don't know. Like it was sweet and wholesome and a nice Christmas story. Listen, Grant in the future, I'm talking to you now. When this episode gets published, because we're probably listening to it on the drive back to Denver right now. What night did we watch the Polar Express with Dad? Because that's what happens every Christmas <laughs> for me. Is everyone's like, well, there's only like two of us, and this is Dad's favorite movie, so sure. Uh, we'll watch them. I'll be on my phone. It's fine. Um, I love that. Is that it for your Christmas stories? Yeah, I just... All right. We're going to welcome, we're gonna welcome back Maya, and then I think also uh, welcome Kelsey to the seats. So, little little interlude as we, as we change out real quick. Kelsey, come on over. I'm going to warn you Bo's in the tub. <laughs> Just. You want to explain to everyone else what that thing is? Kelsey, what does that mean when Bo's in the tub? Who's okay, Bo and what is the tub? Um, we have two huskies. They're very cute. Um, Bo's really big. He has anxiety. Much like and Edgar. Much like Edgar. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when he is hot or has anxiety or it's time for him to go to bed, he gets into our bathtub, which happens to be in the guest And there's bathroom. also a curtain that's always drawn. So it's not like you walk in and you can see into the tub. Yeah. The tub is behind a curtain. No, he wants to be fully enclosed. He also yeah. has like six or seven toys in there with him. But <laughs> when guests come to our house for the first time, we kind of have to give him a heads up because if you're being and all of a sudden you hear <sighs> or just like a scritch scritch on the tub you see him he's definitely in the tub, <laughs> in the tub. Um, we've heard for our friends that we haven't warned um, oh even though startling. I'm fully aware I dog sit for them frequently and I'm fully aware Bo loves the tub and every time there's always an adjustment period where the first time I go to the bathroom I hear him like move a little bit I'm like holy yeah okay <laughs> yeah it can be very startling he yeah but it I'm used to it I assume when you stay here you just use our shower I use your shower but yeah. I still use that bathroom <laughs> Yeah. So Kelsey, tell me about your uh, Christmas traditions. Um, I mean, we well, we I grew up Catholic, so we'd obviously go to mass, <laughs> mass. on Christmas what? Eve. <laughs> <laughs> that should not be a shocking. You also grew up religious. Shut up. <laughs> Apparently, that startling what? fact after everything I shared at dinner. After everything Edgar shared. <laughs> Um, but my mom doesn't like staying up late. So instead of going to any of the normal ones, even now as adults, we go to the 4 p.m. <laughs> children's mass where Santa shows up. Honestly, that feels fitting. <laughs> Edgar looks thrilled. He's behind the camera. He looks ecstatic about that fact. Yeah. So we, 
I, I mean, I'm thankful for Edgar now because we would go to a bar. Chili's is typically the only place Chili's. open. <laughs> but we'd always say we had to like go get like a last minute thing or whatever. And it was really that we were like going to the bar mm. before we go to church. Well, in the last like two years, basically since COVID, we've like, we no longer actually get invited to mass, which is weird. <laughs> Your parents are like, so, no. yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're not. Well, I'm like, I, I am unsavable at this point, but <laughs> Grant is also unsavable. Yeah. Oh, I got some high fives from the crowd. <laughs> I want it to note for those of you listeners that are religious, we still love you. We do. We just had, we just have some drama that we're working through. <laughs> yeah. I will tell you the story. A couple years ago on Christmas Eve, so we showed up and we thought we had nobody. Nobody had said anything about mass, and so we were like, <laughs> Edgar's already laughing. <laughs> um, I, like we were like, maybe if we just show up like a minute late, like nobody said anything about mass. It was I think it was 2021, so it was like right after COVID. COVID yeah. So it was like are they going? Are they not going? So we thought we had like timed it perfectly. Like we're going to show up like five minutes after they leave, which is three 30 because the mass is at four <laughs> to be clear. The normal time yeah. in the day. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, we're going to show up at like three 40. Right. So Edgar and I pull up and my parents, it's just like one street. And then you have to like go up, it's a roundabout and then you have to leave the neighborhood. <laughs> like that is where they live. And so we pull in like garage door open and like both cars still there. And unfortunately the way my neighbor might like where my parents' house is mm -hmm. like you see you drive in and then you see you come around. Like it is a, it is a oh, hairpin. Oh, so like we've already committed. Like we're, we're in, everyone already like they it. have yep. probably seen us yeah. from the kitchen window. Oh no. And I was like, what is happening? They are very late for church. <laughs> so, so we like pull in and I was like, I guess we're doing this. Damn. Like, it. All right. So we like walk in and the house is like dead quiet. Like <gasps> you can like hear a pin drop. And I looked at Edgar and I was like, be dead <laughs> like no. silent like you don't hear the dog you don't hear my parents and I was like what has happened and so I'm like looking around I look at Edgar and he was like <laughs> like, like he's gonna make a decision <laughs> so I like, I like walk upstairs and I'm standing in the kitchen and all of a sudden my dad comes up it's like they have like half walls like upstairs my dad comes like through the half wall of the kitchen and says nothing and walks oh. by. And my mom then turns the corner, like tears. Oh God. She goes, I was just here. Like they say nothing. I was like, are you okay? She's like, I fell. And I was like, Oh no. Where? And she was like, there. And I was like, okay. Oh my uh, God. Are you okay? What? Like, what do you mean you fell? She's like tripped over Koa, who's their dog. And I was like, are you okay? She's like, fine. My dad like hands her a tissue. He has still not said a word. She takes the tissue, dabs her face, and she goes, roast in the oven. What? Appetizers in the fridge. Heat to 375 in 10 minutes. No on the counter. And she like, what? <laughs> What in the glass onion is happening right now? She grabs her purse. My dad still has said not a word. And they leave to go to church. <laughs> They're like, we planned a party, prepare it for us. <laughs> Ten minutes later, my brother shows up. Oh my god. 
who I thought was already there, to be honest. I, I was confused when he showed up. And meanwhile, like, I have, like, popped champagne. <laughs> and I'm like, I need a drink. Started making the appetizers yeah. that my mom has left in the fridge with the instruction note. And That's hilarious that she left a note. <laughs> my brother walks in. He's like, where's mom and dad? I was like, they went to church. You didn't go with them? He's like, they didn't invite me. <laughs> and I was like, where have you been? And he was like, a brewery. And I was like, he lives in Fort Collins. Like, <laughs> my parents live in the Springs. He has clearly been in the Springs for a minute. And I was like, huh. And I like retell this story. And my brother goes, okay. And I was like, what is happening to my family what is right my now? Family. <laughs> and then my parents come back home and everything is fine. And no one says anything. What? <laughs> I feel like there had to have been a crime. Like, there's no other reason for the way that they acted. Koa eventually walked into the kitchen like, like oh, nothing good. The happened. dog's okay. That's cool. He's fine. Apparently, he snuck up on her. He was like an 80-pound Samoyed. Like, I don't yeah. know how she didn't He's know He's very he white, there. very large. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Much yeah. like Grant. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fluffy. <laughs> yeah. That's appalling. Yeah. Also hilarious. Yeah. Now, yeah. now that we know everyone's okay. It's funny now. <laughs> hey. Yeah. It's a sticker on Edgar's water bottle now. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We're supporting. Join the Patreon. <laughs> We're sending those to our patrons for Christmas. Yeah. So we do that. And then Christmas morning, we wake up early and then we do presents, which Edgar thinks is bizarre because like there are no turns. Everybody just gets all the presents with their names on them and everybody just opens them. Why is there not order? People just pass out presents at her house and I'm like, no, you go and then I go and then somebody else goes and we we literally talked about this on, was it Patreon or an episode? Yesterday. Yesterday on Patreon, Grant's family has this, it sounds like the same thing Edgar does, where they all take turns, and he's, he's also appalled by people that just all open pre- I'm an only child, so none of that ever applied to me, because I was the only one with presents, but... There's just a story behind the <laughs> gift. I mean, I get it now, because I have now put an effort to other people's gifts, yeah. and I'll be damned if other people don't know every reason I bought that <laughs> gift for them. Be a sign of yeah. I will not be put to the side while everyone else opens their gift. <laughs> I mean, I get why people take turns. My family just doesn't. Like, I've tried to slow it down. I've tried, like... Like They're just, just trying to get out of the house. Slowly allocating. It doesn't work. Like, my no. mom is, like, she's divvying out. She wants it to be. To be fair, I love Christmas at their house because I am their favorite child. And you and got a I lot of presents. Great presents. Yeah. I got a $1,300 bottle of bourbon. Jesus Christ. Okay, to be clear, we're pretty sure that my mom didn't know she did. I don't think she knew that yet. We talked about that. It's here. We're pretty sure that was an accident. She does not remember buying it nor gifting it. She thought she had given him another bottle. My mom. (laughs) Which is even funnier. (laughs) I can just say this real quick. This is an out-of-body experience to watch your thought process because it looks so similar to my thought process (laughs) watching myself on the podcast and looking at this. Yes. My... As I was like doing something and I was like, oh, I feel like I've seen Grant do this on Instagram. (laughs) It was also weird watching you interview Edgar. Edgar. I was like, am I watching a talk show? (laughs) This is weird. Welcome back from the break. We changed hosts. Oh no, never mind. I'm going to have to edit this. (laughs) 
Yeah, but my mom <laughs> buys gifts year round and then hides that. them. And then she, for- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she forgets. <laughs> but I also said, sub- like a squirrel. <laughs> Okay, but sometimes I think like a drunk squirrel. Like I think sometimes she's like had a glass or two of like wine or like I said this the other day. Like gin and tonic reminds me of my childhood. Oh and, my like, god! <laughs> Did I raise you? <laughs> or like I heard you ask Edgar like downstairs like Oh, so you've been to Napa? And I was like Yes, yeah, since I was like five. <laughs> like, I've been going to wineries like my entire life. It just like explains a lot about me. But, like, she just, like, hides things, but then she doesn't always remember where she puts them. And, like, parents of our generation just have so many things and stuff, which is why, like, we're so organized. Don't look at me like that, Casey. (laughs) (laughs) I've inherited maximalism, and you're going to need to live with it. (laughs) Yeah, and, like... storage unit. (laughs) I already have one. one. Actually, Lydia... Lydia offered to let me store things in her complex of storage units. Oh my god, you're your first sponsor? Probably. Oh, you should. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) North Glen mini storage? (laughs) Yeah, you should give her a few of those. Anyway. (laughs) But yeah, she just like stores things, like squirrels things away, but then she forgets about them. So then when Edgar like Googled that whiskey, when he went to open it a couple months later, he was like, ah... Where'd she get this? Really expensive. Yeah, and he was like, "Where'd she get this?" And I was like, "She probably doesn't know." And I asked, and she was like, "I have no idea. I actually thought I gave him a different bottle." And I was like, "Interesting." She was why? And I was like, "No reason. He just likes it." (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, Moving she on. probably bought that four or five years prior to giving it Which to Edgar. Which is why it's so expensive hidden now. it. Yeah. And then found it and was like, I was clearly going to give this to Edgar. Honestly, and I then... aspire to be like that <laughs> at some point. I just want to have all of the presents for everyone all the time so I can always put people down. <laughs> I'm always, I have a present for you. You don't have one for me? Interesting. You know I have a present for you. I don't. I just I don't feel like you what you're doing is healthy no it's not <laughs> absolutely I've accepted it <laughs> I just know it's gonna take me a full year to find the perfect gift for somebody I have I have started just like when I, if I see something that reminds me of someone I'll buy it and then like I have a present for my cousin that I've had since like May that I was like, I'll give it to him when his birthday is. And then I, I think I missed his birthday. So it's going to be a Christmas <laughs> present now. But I did buy it for him. Is it a really expensive bottle of whiskey? No, it's it's cufflinks <laughs> that have little bicycles on them because he rides bikes. Oh, that's very cute. Thank you. I just, my wrapping is really nice. And it matches. I know. The, the, the presents under the tree always make me really happy. Because there's always presents <laughs> underneath your tree. It doesn't matter what time yeah, of year. Yeah, because I probably bought the gift in February. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as the tree goes up, I have to wrap it because it's a part of the ensemble. Yeah, so there's about seven trees in this house, uh, six of which you can't see at the moment, but they have a Christmas week, the week after uh, Halloween, and they put all these decorations up, and it it gives me a lot of Christmas joy because I have approximately one Christmas tree in my, in Casey and I's townhouse, and that's it, so... Maya specifically asks, can you leave town at some point so I can stay at your house and watch your dogs while your Christmas decorations 80% of that was so that I could hide that tiny pickle in your home. (laughs) (laughs) Which he still hasn't found, by the way. Okay. (laughs) I will find it by December 27th. Maya, do you have any Christmas traditions? Great, you're back up. (laughs) 
I don't know. <laughs> no. Not at all what I was trying to force really. in that situation, but... Yeah, we see. have I've am i the assholes that we still need to get oh we're we gonna do that still we don't need to we should do one maybe <laughs> you found four so yeah we can yeah, do one i also have like i think a fun one for the two seconds but so that's yeah, a no yours? on the christmas traditions or i was an only child so it was like here are your presents but like even like in the month of december would you guys do anything we had like an advent calendar but it didn't have any gifts it just i just got really excited to move the little thing from one day to the next that's kind of cute though yeah sure our advent calendars <laughs> always had chocolate in them <laughs> very jealous actually well, our, our advent calendars always had chocolate in them and then uh we'd always go to my aunt's house to make pfeffer nuts which are these i'm sorry what yeah that was a lot of consonants <laughs> Uh, I'm actually pretty sure the correct German pronunciation is Pfeffernus, but um, we always called them Pfeffernuts growing up. Okay. So it is, you just put flour and sugar and then a bunch of molasses and orange rind into a bowl, and then you make it into a dough, and then you stretch it out real thin. You know when you used to make Play-Doh snakes? Sure. Where you would like roll it out with your hands yeah. and be long thin. So you roll it out like that and then you dice them up. So that way they're about the size of like the tip of your pinky. Um, and then you bake them. And because they're so small, when you bake them, they get like relatively hard. And then it's a coffee cookie. And so you'd have your coffee or tea when people would come over and you'd put a pull of Pfeffernus on the table and you'd pop a Pfeffernus in or a Pfeffernut and you'd sip your tea or coffee and it would kind of like melt and dissolve. And it was molasses and orange and so, and it was, you know, naturally sweet and it was a German Christmas cookie. So we would make Pfeffernus and sugar cookies uh, as we watched um, football and we would come down from the big city, Lincoln, with <laughs> um, uh, Valentino's Pizza and we'd be on my aunt and uncle's hog farm and we'd, and we'd spend an evening doing that. It's so annoying how nice Grant's family is. <laughs> he grew up in a Norman Rockwell painting and it's infuriating. That entire time I was like, it's infuriating I'm how happy your family is. I mean, you Teresa, know. adopt me. This is my third ask. <laughs> Listen, she'll hear this on the 27th and it'll break her heart that I didn't like just bring you along with me to uh, the As holidays. As it should. Yeah, no, Good, it's I great. hope it does. I hope that it comes back to bite you in the ass for what? My aunt... Um, so it was one of those like farm kitchens where all of the salt and pepper shakers matched and were like pigs or chickens or something. So um, Makes and me want to vomit. As kids, anytime we would accidentally drop like a cookie <laughs> on the ground when it was like still in dough form, you know, we'd feel compelled to throw it away. But my aunt was a nurse and she goes, don't worry. All the germs bake off in the oven anyways. And then we'd place it on the cookie sheet and we'd pop it in the <laughs> oven. Okay. Yeah, it was a really sweet childhood. Anyway, um, <laughs> am I the asshole? <laughs> Thank you! It's infuriating. Don't worry, this cookie is sprinkled with magic. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas spirit! Yeah. Everybody else in this room say, don't worry, I'm in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I've not heard Christmas. And, then my... like, and I love my family. <laughs> like, nice. I mean, listen... <laughs> The gay thing was weird for them all for a little bit. And, <laughs> but you know, what are we going to do? Not go to Red Lobster together? Like, come on. <laughs> we love each other. <laughs> Am I the asshole for punching Grant in the Am nose? Am I the asshole for having a really sweet childhood? Yes. Crowd opinion, yes. <laughs> Absolutely, you are. You deserve some trauma. <laughs> 
Are Listen, you ready for my story, or I'm are you going to keep talking about how happy your family I'm is? I'm an atheistic, okay. fat, yeah. gay kid who grew up in Nebraska. It wasn't all. It wasn't. It wasn't all silver yeah, lining. Yeah, but now it's good. It just mostly was. <laughs> It made me into a healthy, well-rounded person who's funny at parties. I've said this once and I'll say this again. You have told me a story repeatedly about how you and your neighborhood friends wrote rules to a game in cherries you picked off of a tree on the sidewalk. I'm going to need you to shut up. Well, how else are you supposed to... Yeah, right? That is not something that ever happens in reality, ever. How else are you supposed to govern cul-de-sac kickball? You don't! (laughs) You get in an argument with that child, your mom speaks to their mom, and then you never talk to that family again. Listen, a crucial detail in that story that you always forget is that it was actually so that way we could host the elections to decide what games got played in what order that afternoon. Because you didn't want to pay, uh, you didn't want to play past the ghosts until evening was dark and you could kind of hide a little, so you had to figure out what afternoon game you're going to play and there was a permanent there was a permanent baseball glove in the center of the cul-de-sac that was second base that had just like kind of fused to the asphalt one fourth of july we the neighborhood parents came together and closed off the street no keep going or no even worse if you voted in the election and And then did not honor the results lost your vote so we should run our government now. It's a huge life lesson for the January 6th conspirators. Hey, am I the asshole? <laughs> Third time's maybe the charm and Grant will respect it. <laughs> Are you ready now? Do you have more Norman you Rockwell painting things? can't keep giving things? me opportunities. Am I the asshole for not reminding? For not reminding my husband about holidays, birthdays, anniversaries, etc. I want the listeners to know that I did read out all of the Am I the Asshole options I had to our uh, studio audience. (laughs) And (laughs) Edgar's response was, you got to do that one. I'm curious, which makes it sound like he is also curious about if he is the asshole for not reminding his husband, a.k.a. if Kelsey is the asshole for not reminding her husband about holidays, birthdays, anniversaries. Uh, He's not smiling. So I'm going to keep going. (laughs) Careful. They're not on the side of joy. (laughs) Yeah. Hostile crowd. Like we're filming an episode of Murray here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This one's uh, kind of a long one. Not really a super long, but my mother-in-law's birthday was about two months ago. They live on the other side of the country. So it would typically mean a phone call and maybe a birthday card. Well, I guess my husband forgot about it and didn't call her or send a card. That is his his like his actual mother by the way um i thought i found this out because she called and was disappointed that she didn't hear anything from us i told her that my husband probably should have put her birthday card in his calendar or her birthday in his calendar and set a reminder and that he never does she asked me why i didn't keep track of this stuff for him because quote he's a guy they don't care about that stuff She mentioned he'd skipped his sister's birthday and niece and nephew's birthdays, too, and that I should start trying to remind him. And then she said, quote, and don't forget about Mother's Day either. (laughs) I said that she would have to talk to him about this, and it didn't sit well with her. She got annoyed and told me that, like it or not, it's kind of my job to keep track of this stuff because, again, guys don't care. I said... 
Well, if he doesn't care, he doesn't care. I'm not his mom. She ended up talking to him about it, and he got pretty annoyed with me for not reminding him about this stuff and said he just doesn't remember this kind of stuff. He said that we're a team and that he's obviously not good at this, so I should step up. I asked him what the release date for a video game he'd been talking about was. He said the exact date. (laughs) (laughs) I just looked at him for a minute and he got pretty defensive and said, that's totally different. Then I said we would make a calendar together and that we would both put on our phones so that he would get reminders for important dates. He agreed. So I started the calendar, entered my dates, and it has been sitting there unused for the past two months Mm -hmm. what happened he missed another birthday and the whole thing started again but now it's become this big war between his family and me for not keeping up on birthdays because it's supposed to be my job he got really mad at me for not filling in the calendar for him because i should know all the dates anyway i don't (laughs) am i the asshole and then there's an edit so I don't have to keep saying this over and over. I had no idea when his mom's birthday was. She's not my mom, so I had never celebrated her birthday before. So I am not sure why I would ever know that. Same with the others in his family. This is why a shared calendar was the big solution I came up with. I can't celebrate something if I don't know when it is. What are your thoughts? I mean, I think we, we all know she's not the asshole there, right? <laughs> Kelsey agrees. <laughs> I think, okay, so there's something about, like, um, it feels different to say this in front of a live studio (laughs) audience. There's something about, like, kind of, like, learned helplessness and how that, like, imbalances the emotional labor inside Mm -hmm. a relationship. Um, If it's your own family, you got to remember when their birthdays are. At least enough to put it in a calendar so that your wife can help you. And then so on that front, I'll say this too. I am infamously awful at remembering that stuff off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. Like if it's like late July, and mom, you know I love you, so I can confidently say this. If it's late (laughs) July, the thought doesn't always naturally occur to me that my mother's birthday's coming up soon. I actually don't really think about anyone's birthday other than my own. Um, so there's... Shocking no one. <laughs> When's so, my birthday? Uh, oh, no, hold on. Hold on. June 20... No. June 22nd. That was really close. How close am I? A day. Thank you. Thank you. You're not going to say good job, but that's what no, the I'm eyes not. are saying. <laughs> I want you to audio platform. Maya, quietly impressed right now. I was quietly impressed. impressed about Valentine's Day. You know what also happened on my birthday? When is his birthday? Fred shows up on Wednesday, May 24th. Time and? To film the podcast. Yeah, duh. Business as usual. I for a pure proof for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh, no. <laughs> Listen. Hey, man, can you put that in our shit? <laughs> <laughs> It was in our shared calendar. Fred shows up and he goes, doing anything to you? I was like, no, not really doing anything. Mike goes, oh yeah, it's his birthday. And Greg goes, what the fuck? Should we yeah, in my defense, if I had known, if someone had shared one speck of personal you data like with the people in their lives, if you had told, if you'd given me a chance to know it was your birthday, I would propose any other date. Also, this does not act like I don't have skin in the game. I attended Maya's birthday party, which was lovely. You know I loved it. Because On it the Friday of Pride. pride. <laughs> My God. It is the high holy days. The only other one we get as gay people is Halloween, which we also turn into a weekend. As a straight person, 
As a bi person, I, I don't saying, have any holidays. I was going to say, you're not a straight person. <laughs> so, anyways, um, so I have a reoccurring event in my calendar. And then I also have many alerts to remind me to like start thinking and planning and doing something. I think the first alert is one month out. <laughs> and then it's That's like a great time yeah. to start thinking and like planning and doing things like that. And so I can, you know, celebrate this person I love in a way that I think they will feel the love. And at the same time, I don't have to fundamentally change who I am. I hate men. It's the same way with, <laughs> listen, last thing I'll say, then I'll let you tee off on this for a second. Okay. Um, so for my birthday, um, went out with some friends. Lydia purchased my first drink on my birthday, which I thought was really sweet. And then as she gives it to me, she goes, this is from Griffin. And I go, what are you talking about? Aww. And she goes, Griffin contacted me earlier this week and Venmoed me That's some really money. Cute. I know, right? So then of course, naturally, I put a reoccurring event into my own calendar to remember to do that. About Griffin's birthday? Yes, of course. But the good news okay. is Griffin's birthday was two days before Thanksgiving this year. So I just ordered a martini and then dad picked up the tab. <laughs> And I go, no, dad, it's a birthday gift. My dad goes, <laughs> and I go, well, okay. Sorry, what was that he heard noise? it was from me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was good. <laughs> yeah, Moe has absolutely platform. made that noise. Hire me for all your audiobooks. Um, anyways, what are your <laughs> for thoughts? For the small dog. Yeah, or just for the sound effects. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on uh, recurring calendars? It's super unfair for the husband to be assuming that all of the women in his life are going to hold. Uh, hold them to whatever standard they're expecting and also she gave him an out she made the shared calendar and told him like hey if you put all your stuff in this calendar like me like we can both work on it and he didn't and then continued to blame her and i think that's bullshit and implies that her time is less important than his time and i think that's incredibly rude and i think the mother-in-law is also problematic in saying well it's your job now to take care no it's not he's not a child and grow up. So I'm glad I said my position first. So also, you... also hilarious that he knows the date of the video game that's being <laughs> <laughs> released. <laughs> it's uh, the two of us. <laughs> it's weird to Casey's be. Casey's not here, but that first look was to the empty chair next to me. And it was, me. but he's gone, so it's uh, now you're the next turn. What did the, you think? I love how we're now starting to infringe on Esther Perel's territory, which is she records the therapy sessions she does with other people. <laughs> no, that was mostly a joke. Um, when I'm, <laughs> Did you see that TikToker? I cannot remember his name for the life of me. He was in the Mean Girls trailer that we saw last night. The... There's a lot of actors in that trailer, though. I know, but he was he's like just a TikToker, but he recorded his end of the therapy sessions like after his like very public breakup with another famous TikToker. Chris, whatever. Chris, yeah. Yes. Olsen. Yes, yes. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Oh, that's the, that's that it. was that's it? That's all oh, okay, I had good. to say, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like talking to my parents. You know that one actor? <laughs> where's, you know, where's the owl? Oh, he was in... <laughs> Let's, he literally leaned forward, opened up a drawer, and grabbed out the magnifying glass. I don't know if that was it or if he just knew exactly where it was in the garage, but... <laughs> it's then, really funny. Then, listen, if you ask me, Grant, go grab me a microphone. I mean, uh... Microscope. Magnifying glass. There we go. Magnifying glass Good real job. quick. I'd, I'd be going to Ace Hardware. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's the thing, though. To play devil's advocate, 
famous for his lack of advocates. I love to say that during class discussions when the annoying kid goes, not to play devil's advocate for a second. I say famous for his lack of advocates just to really undercut him, you know? You're immediately the least favorite person in the class when you say that. (laughs) I say it to the child. No, like to play Deadbolt. Oh Devil's yeah, advocate. yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah. Casey to do used it. to say that to me when we first started our relationship. He doesn't anymore. What he just says, you're right, or I'm sorry. No, he just <laughs> doesn't try and play Devil's Advocate like a dick. Okay, but like we got to give him a little, you know. <laughs> um, is there something to be said about how like we have individual strengths, and if you could help me, you being a person who cares about me, and me being a person who cares about you. Couldn't you be helping me in this situation? But she gave him the opportunity to help himself, right? She said, like, this is one time that you need to remember all these dates, put them in this calendar so that I can help you. And then he still didn't do it and then continued to blame her, even though technically the ball was in his court at that point. Sure, I hear that. Like, technically they did support him in the way that they knew how, in the way that it was reasonable for her to be able to, and he still didn't put in the... Like, you still need to put in a modicum of effort to be helped. So then maybe my last question is... And I don't think I actually believe this, for the record, before I even say it. To play devil's advocate? (laughs) Yes. But the mother's comment about how, like, this is really kind of your job to keep track of. It's bullshit. Of course it is. But isn't that also maybe a, a way, like, a certain generation understood, like wifehood and like womanhood yeah, was being to like a secretary for right. sure but isn't there a certain element too where it's like the power you exercise is like the social capital in a relationship like obviously it's an outdated form of thinking but that's putting emotional burden on the on the wife without yeah, no, like I'm, any yeah and I, I understand that you <laughs> said you didn't believe it but it's like the husband being like well our house isn't clean and the wife like well, you could help and then the husband being like, tell me what to do like no that's objectively not the fucking point I agree. And this entire conversation reminded me of this incredible meme the other day. And it was like 1960s husband, like at office, smoking, drinking indoors, goes. cheating on his wife. And then it shoots to his wife at home, who's just high on speed and, <laughs> and putting meat in jello. <laughs> Let's not act like they had it 100% wrong, okay? <laughs> like, I don't know how to tell her, but it tastes horrible. Meanwhile, she's like, ooh, look, it's frozen in time, just like all of us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and literally in everything she does. Honestly, you could say Florence Pugh could little woman, and I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> yes. that's exactly it. Uh-huh. Um, also, the I think the opposite end of the spectrum is I have a friend, my friend Ashley, love you to death. Um, she keeps just like seven thank you cards in her car at all times. <laughs> what? <laughs> she is the most ready person in my life to be grateful. You know, there's no one else more, and that includes Lydia, who's pretty good on the turnaround. Um, there's no one else more well, more ready to say thank, thank you, you Barbie. than my friend Ashley. And it's so funny, Ashley's also a speech and debate coach, and so it's so funny to see the two different types of speech and debate coaches. I'm mm-hmm. over here like, ah, anyways, great storyteller, thanks, bye. And there's like a mountain of grading that I have not Jesus. done. Ashley keeps a printer in her trunk. <laughs> Just the complete and total opposites. 
but it's not a here's how you get over your heroin addiction (laughs) (laughs) which is again such a good and important thing to get over yeah exactly anyways have we gotten a response back on our ultimatum over the riverlands (laughs) (laughs) edgar do we have the riverlands raise the bannermen we march (laughs) just hope they don't have any dragons We are so deep into our own nonsense now. I really hope that you've made it back to Kansas City or Cincinnati or Spokane or whatever you are road tripping to after Christmas. We hope that the snow isn't too bad. I'm out of creative things to say. And I need a glass of water. <laughs> do we want to do another Am I the Asshole on this episode? Do you episode? want to? I We're have only how... at an hour... Oh. We're at an hour 20. Yeah. Listener. But we have ten, about like Friend. 15 minutes. Friend. Kelsey. Yeah. I am so good at identifying how long 90 minutes is because that's how long I will stay on a date before I leave if I'm not having a good time. I can get it down to like the second. Right now you is... You said you needed oh, water and it's appeared. Oh my God, the service here. Fantastic. The service is great. We I must tip them well. I didn't bring any cash, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no, it's around this... just got back from Europe and it was life-changing. <laughs> I have some euros in my fanny but pack. also, they don't tip there. Is... We pay our employees well enough. Is that why there's no ice in this water? Or... <laughs> Unless it's sparkling, that's how you know. Um, <laughs> you hit a Casey nerve enough. No, it's fine. No, he's just know, being maybe. a dick. It's more room for water. Don't worry um, about it. One time when I was in, oh, all I can say is I'm so good at timing 90 minutes that around this time I'd go to the bathroom, look at my phone, respond to a couple text messages, be like, so we we can start wrapping this baby up, um, and then I go back, ask for the check, and then get out of there. <laughs> yeah, you need to tell Edgar and Kelsey about that off air. Um, Absolutely not on air. So seems illegal. Uh, I won't tell you a lot of the details, but essentially, one night I was um, <laughs> having drinks with a gentleman. A gentleman and over, caller. And yes, gentleman caller what? for me. Let me rush down from the bell tower. Um, <laughs> and I Jesus. realized pretty early on that I wasn't interested in having anything else with this man, including drinks again. And so <laughs> after 90 minutes, I made the decision, well, this night could get stretched out a little bit longer, and then I could never see this person again. Or I could go home and eat the frozen pierogies that are in my freezer. And I chose the latter. And that was really funny. And now a lot of people send me pierogies content. <laughs> and I don't think I've actually told you that. No, we had a, a we had a DM in our like, I don't I don't know what happened to it. You maybe you deleted it. Someone messaged us that was like frozen pierogies and what, so something So we've had else. like one or two in the podcasts DMs. They're my my personal DMs <laughs> about every other meme I get these days is a pierogi meme. I love that. I love when I get memes because it's rare compared to when you get memes, but when you get memes about your dating life, it really fuels a fire within me. I had a person (laughs) message us recently, and I do think they meant this kindly, but they were like, hey, I'm also 30 plus and single, and it's just really great to hear someone else struggle with it. (laughs) Like, that wasn't the exact words. They were way kinder, but the subtext was, isn't it awful? Thanks for being out here with me. And it was like, of course. <laughs> I'm 
27. And no, <laughs> no money, money and, and no, no prospects. prospects. And I'm afraid. <laughs> Another year where there's no one to make pfeffer nuts with. <laughs> An immediate And you're roll. a Norman Rockwell painting of a life. Get out of here. I did, tell, I did tell Kelsey. I was like, I'll take Grant to a pumpkin patch. Oh, please don't. <laughs> you told me several times. Because he, he did go on a date to the pumpkin patch and it ended up being disappointed. I think he needs to just go with a group of friends. No, Edgar just wanted to take him alone. It I'll wasn't say, like a friend. I'll take Grant to a pumpkin patch. Like, you would have a great time with Edgar is all I'm saying. For one dollar a month, you can help this slowly podcast. <laughs> I have the financial ability and the mobility to go to pumpkin patches. He, he's offering to be offer you companionship. Thank you. He's a male order as a as a professional companion to many heterosexual couples, I know the art. <laughs> I wasn't invited. <laughs> this wasn't like a, I feel sad for Grant. It was it was legitimately like I, me, Edgar, alone, without you, wife, want to take Grant as my friend to a pumpkin patch. The two of us. Together. I'm sure we'd have a great time. Honestly, it should be the th- it should be two of you and Casey. Honestly, that feels correct. What am I? What two cousins and then like one of the their gay friend? one of their older sister's boyfriend who's trying yeah. to get in good with the family. Like, what am I supposed to do there? I will it say this great. though: something that I enjoyed and that I know you two Matt boys would love was <laughs> the, the corn maze. <laughs> the chisels. Yeah, are you kidding? <laughs> but the corn maze. 100% thrive there. And the Casey tall, the well-dressed maze. gay man I went to the pumpkin patch with, if he wasn't with me, he was going to die out there. Oh, <laughs> my God. Listen, you'd be surprised how many, like, 30-degree angle turns there are in a corn maze. I I was only there. <laughs> I found a dried-up, like, corn cob on the ground as we entered the corn maze and proceeded to not know where we were the rest of the time in the corn maze because I was just interested in the dried cob of corn that I had that I could keep picking uh, kernels off of. So also a touch of the tisms. <laughs> I think we all have weird little hobbies. Um, <laughs> anyway, should we record Patreon? <laughs> oh, I have a whole Am I the Asshole? Is that what for Patreon is for? I mean, we spent a lot of time talking about um, Christmas traditions, so I figure that seems fine. What do you want to do? Whatever you want to do. While you all are thinking, you should get a P.O. Box. Sponsor. I should start thinking. Sponsor the P.O. Box just because I know somebody's going to send Grant Peroni. We have thought. Oh, fuck. I've thought about getting a P.O. Box. I've talked to you about getting a P.O. Box. You should get a P.O. Box because you know you will get it. Wait, did we talk about this on Sunday? We did talk about it And that's not live yet, right? No. We've had a lot of the same conversations the last two days. Yeah, we have. Oh, because Sunday was yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, it was. Today Here's my question. Do we need to record more Patreon content? We do need a Patreon for this episode. Then let's save this for Patreon. And then I'll say this last thing. Edgar. Yes. Thank you so much for your offer to bring me to a pumpkin patch. I have found that they are actually quite expensive. (laughs) And also, just basically like Instagram land, 
Which if I wanted... You went to the wrong pumpkin patch. We've been over this. Did I? Yes. You need to go to Anderson Farms. You had to pay to touch the chickens, which I thought was criminal. Um, That's how <laughs> most things are, because otherwise you're going to get a lot of people touching chickens that don't want to be touched. Also, tell me you're from the Midwest, not tell me you're from the Midwest. <laughs> yes, that's also really true. You had Actually, chickens at your beck and call. That's we not don't. true at all. We had mean geese, um, which are a lot harder to be killed it's by not. wildlife. I don't know if people know this. You actually get guard geese to watch your other birds. I would never. Have you seen? I've shown you. <laughs> For the what? Ins- no, you can't finish that sentence. I would never hire a goose to guard anything no, because I, I am terrified mean. of geese. <laughs> have you seen the inside of a of a? Yeah, have you seen the? Uh, we've been over this. Yes, and that's what my relatives who ran a hog farm had. They had a flock of geese, and they also had a hog farm. So yeah, and a bunch of wild cats. <laughs> Anyways, it's an Instagram land, and I didn't want to hard launch the guy I was there with Come on here, Instagram. Geese. So, <laughs> one time when we were at the hog farm as kids, because we'd always get shipped there during the summer for like a couple days. Shouldn't say that. What? <laughs> Often. Shipped to a hog farm over the summer. I got summer. shipped to a farm. I mean, yeah, I had five different aunts and uncles okay, who yeah, were farmers. Okay. Um, and all of them treat us great. I've said this to you before. They let us mix our own Gatorade because they just That's... bought Gatorade powder. And so we would take that powder and turn it into <laughs> Gatorade syrup and then like drink it like it was manna from heaven. Anyways, now that we were all hopped up on homegrown bacon, pancakes fried in bacon grease and syrup Gatorade, my brother and I would just chase down farm cats for most of the morning. That's horrifying. And it was a beautiful childhood. And then the afternoon we would then climb up a tree to where they had this like makeshift tree house and we'd spend the afternoon kind of hanging up out there and you could actually watch the hogs and one time we caught say one more sentence i'm cutting this podcast off right now i'm so sick of you (laughs) you and your perfect childhood need to shut up we caught a hog escape once we like were able to see it from our angle and alert our uncle and he helped save the farm <laughs> Mom, the hogs are escaping! They're the smartest farm animal you could have! Anyway, while Grant is living in his Norman, Norman Rockwell painting, I am running a mildly successful podcast. So if you'd like to that support I keep us, being invited on. I don't know why! If you'd like to support us, we're on social media at Well I Laughed. Uh, rate us five stars on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on. You can email us at wellilaughedpod at gmail.com. And then we're on Patreon at Well I Laughed Podcast, where we have a lot of fun. And we're also sending all of our Patreons patron stickers. But if you join right now, because this is releasing on the 27th, it will be too late to receive free stickers. So I should not have said that right now. We'll figure it out. But we wish you a happy new year. <laughs> and we'll see you in 2020. Oh, oh, my God. This is the last one of 2023. Happy end of 2023. Oh, yeah. Happy That's end of appalling. this. Especially because it is currently December 2nd. <laughs> <laughs> That's how prepared we are. <sighs> Maya is. Anyways, we should, we should say goodbye. Okay, goodbye. Guess anything you want to say? That was great. <laughs> that was a no. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Hey, we realized that we didn't announce the next theme, uh, and I know that a lot of you probably don't listen to the very last second of every episode, but if you do, uh, congrats, you get to know next week's theme, which is Welcome to New York. Anyway, thanks for listening. See you next week.